cliffcentral.com. Uh, Rich Mulholland's here. It's time for us to find out what's annoying him, what's driving him crazy, and what we need to talk about, what we all need to get into. So, Rich, happy, happy. How are you? I'm very good. Glad to have you back. Yeah, good to be back. The last time we saw you, you just got back from Iceland, and you had some stories to tell there. You've been traveling again. Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. Been in um, uh, last in reverse order, Puerto Rico, UK, Portugal, Canada, and uh, Dubai. Cheers. Nice. Yeah. No, no, not really. Canada? Yeah, Canada. You were in what? Uh, Saskatchewan. I was in yeah, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, Calgary, and Edmonton on a wow. speaker tour there. Nice. Yeah, it was well. cool. Um, it went very well. I was uh, staying in an airport hotel and basically flying every morning Jeez, to man. the next venue and back. That's tough. Yeah. So it's not like you see anything. There's no. you, you you fly in, you have a lunch, you do your talk, and you yeah. fly back out. And I literally stayed in an airport hotel and I went back and right. forth, back and forth, back and forth. It was very cool. The Canadians oh. are awesome. All right. What's driving you mad today? The internet. <laughs> people, people on the internet. All right, who and and what are they doing? Okay, so um, I was um, I woke up on Sunday morning um, to get caught up into one of these um, Twitter battles that sucked me in. Uh, it was like it had so much internet gravity that I just couldn't escape it. Yeah, and it was centered around um, one of my favorite people and one of my least favorite people. So my favorite comedian by. By such a long shot, there's a guy by the name of Jim Jeffries. Yeah, we all love him. He is hilarious. Australian guy, Yeah, right? Australian guy. He's smart. He's funny. He, he says the most deeply inappropriate things in such a way that even people who would normally be offended, they're laughing. And then they go home and they flagellate themselves for laughing at the, like they shouldn't laugh at these jokes. Right. I agree with you. Fantastic comedian. Right. Now, he was up against, or he was in a debate on, I think it was Bill Maher's show. Yeah, real time with Bill uh, Real time, yeah. yeah. Uh, against um, Piers Morgan, amongst others. Piers Morgan, who's... Bit of really, an asshat. Yeah, he is an asshat. He, Piers Morgan's a name dropper. He's, uh, he was involved uh, in, in that, well, I mean, he says he wasn't, but he was involved with Rebecca Luz and all those filthy people in Rupert Murdoch's stable back in, in England before he became well-known in America. For being the on, Celebrity Apprentice. Well, also he was a judge on America's Got Talent. Oh yeah, Celebrity that was Apprentice, first. all of that stuff. And he, you know, he got quite cozy with a lot of the celebrities, and he he considers himself a celeb now, and that's his favorite thing is being a celeb. All right. So he I, is an asshat. And um, I mean, I, I find uh, the one thing about him though is I don't think he's an idiot. No. Um, I think he's a smart guy. I just don't agree with uh, what he what he says about a lot of things. He's he's quite conservative. He's well, you'd think so, but he was one of the guys who was absolutely hell-bent on gun control in America. Uh, and still. Yeah, he, still, it's still, his still. big thing. It's one of the reasons he was supposedly fired from taking over the Larry King gig yeah. at CNN. So he's he absolutely does not occupy just one space right. on the and political fact, spectrum. That's a, that is exactly what the point of my conversation is today. So I don't know. Do you have the clip queued up? Yeah, so we can have a listen to a bit quickly. of the debate. So this is uh, Bill Maher in the middle, and then you've got Jim Jeffries, and you've got Piers Morgan. All right, let's listen to this. Uh, the people who said during the campaign... That Hang on, I think this is a terrible clip. Let me just find a better one. Right, so... I'm sorry. It's the most awful clip ever. Let me just see if this is the right one. Yeah. Can I ask this one last question? Uh, the people who said during the campaign that Hillary Clinton was the lesser of two evils, could we get the apology right now? <laughs> yeah. Why? 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 As if... 
Are you serious? I'm serious, yeah. Like Hillary Clinton would have a cabinet with Betsy DeVos <laughs> and, and fucking Rick Perry? <laughs> I, she wouldn't have a Muslim ban. They, they wouldn't have a Muslim ban. They wouldn't be feuding with everybody in the world. They wouldn't be. They wouldn't be doing this shit with Russia. Are you crazy? Calm down, Bill. There is no Muslim ban. If there was, oh fuck off! Sorry, why don't we fuck off? Fucking Muslim ban. This is the point. This is a talk about the hysteria. I'm talking about 85 percent of the world's Muslims are allowed into the country. This is what you do, Pish. You say he hasn't done this. He hasn't done that. He's not going to do all these things. Give him a fucking chance, mate. And you know what I mean? Why not? Hitler didn't kill the Jews on the first day. He worked up to it, mate. That is the exact, that is the exact ridiculous, hysterical, over-the-top nonsense if that is, I'm afraid, making Germany people like you right ridiculous. Away, it have He's not the new Hitler. You just like... You just like that you won The Apprentice and you have a famous friend, mate. That's all you fucking like. Right, mate, can mate. I say one thing? I know what you That's all you like. That's all you like. You're losing your audience. He he knows, I'm not right? losing my audience. You're sounding un- all right, anyway. So you get you the actually, basic idea. So what happens is Piers is now uh, having a discussion about some political fact, and Jim Jeffries' answer is, fuck you. Mm. And it, and it, this goes on, and it's insulting, and it's you, you a guy with a rich friend, and uh, even when, in fact, they, any political... Uh, conversation that they had it felt like uh, jim jeffries was running one-liners and piers morgan was being reasonable now i said it was the internet that made me angry not these two guys these two guys they're online they're doing their thing mm-hmm. what i hated was how so for me big jim jeffries fan think piers morgan's an asshat but i thought jim jeffries looked like an asshole in that and i thought piers morgan looked like a smart intelligent person trying to articulate a point of view Mm-hmm. What frustrated me is that if you generally agree with the politics of one side, you'll always take that side, even uh, in face of uh, when you're going against the evidence. And to me, I was seeing everybody turn around and said, yeah, uh, Jim Jeffries owned uh, Piers Morgan. Now, when Piers Morgan said there, oh, you're losing your audience. I mean, he was losing his audience. Yeah, he they were was. getting less and less and less cheery. And it just seems to me so crazy that if we accept one thing about uh, our political standpoint, we feel that we have to take their side on everything. If we accept one thing, because for me, so I'm all for gun control, but I don't think I agree with abortion, right? I kind of feel like, yes, women should have the right to choose, but I think that bit happened already. Now, I'm not going to debate this, uh, uh, and I, I absolutely understand even within there, there's nuance. There's mm-hmm. different circumstances. Sure. Even with there, there's nuance. And so I'm willing to have my rules be challenged or my thoughts be challenged at any point. What frustrates me is that most people are not. If you've decided to put your peg in the sand that you are with this one group, well, then you're going to accept everything that they say, even when what they say is fucking stupid. And that's a problem for me. I think that we need to be able to stand up and say... Or if you're a fan of Jim Jeffries, that suddenly everything Jim Jeffries says has to resonate with you. Right. Now, what amazes me is the people who are calling, uh, uh, the people who are calling Donald Trump a misogynist for some of the things he says. Mm. If, if the, on the misogyny scale... Yeah, if Donald Trump, Trump is... was a three. Yeah. Jim Jeffries is at eight, nine, or ten. Now, I don't think he's actually a misogynist, but I'm saying in terms of what he has said in yeah, public sure. for laughs. Yeah, sure. I mean, he pushes way off the... And again, I don't say this... I'm not trying to bring him down. He's still my favorite comedian. I think he's absolutely amazing. But what I don't think... I think we need to move away from is 
blind acceptance of ideas. I'm blind acceptance of everything. You know what? The, the, you raise such an important point. I don't want to uh, gild the lily on this, but I've discovered something in the last couple of days. Uh, I had someone on the on the line the other day, an American friend of mine, who said something about Donald Trump fascist or whatever. And I thought, you know what? And I didn't let her get away with it. I said to her, if you're going to say Donald Trump is Hitler, then you've run out of superlatives after that. If he becomes worse, if he's a worse person in a week's time than he was this week, what have you got left to compare him to? <laughs> yes. If Hitler was the worst person, I think most people in the world would agree that he was he's certainly right up there he's in the top five most terrible humans who've ever lived he put millions of people to death in his name by his own wicked purpose uh there is no way that anyone would say well he was quite a reasonable chap right, right. i mean he lost and in, actually in the, by in, the, in the war of 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 what humans consider acceptable uh, going forward hitler was the loser and there isn't very much in the world that you can compare to Hitler, and that doesn't come up looking a little bit better. Yeah, in fact, to some degree, even uh, comparing Donald Trump to Hitler mitigates what Hitler, how bad Hitler really was. Correct. So, it, he, it works got to, both so, ways. so the, you know, if some guy says grab her by the pussy, suddenly he's the world's biggest woman hater. But there are actually men out there killing women. Uh, they are somehow, in my mind, better, uh, much, much worse than Donald Trump. I mean, Jim Jeffries right? has a clip about where he tried to date rape a woman. Exactly. I mean, so, so this is Jim Jeff, but he's a comedian, blah, sure. blah, blah. So here's the other thing. I watched in Parliament last uh, Thursday. We've run out of superlatives. The minute someone criticizes the ANC or criticizes the president, someone in the crowd is going to get up and scream racist. Now, if someone in Parliament is is by saying that the president has broken the country, is being a racist, then what words do you have left for people who actually kill someone because they don't appreciate their race? Right. Now, let me tell you, you... You understand that the whole, the whole spectrum has been reduced to a point where the words don't matter anymore. They actually do matter. And if you compare someone to Hitler, you have to be willing to back it up. Show me how he's gassed six million people, if you're going to call Donald Trump Hitler. If you're going to say Musi Maimane or John Steenhuisen are... Racist. Show me how. And if you can't, you're not allowed to use that word anymore. For sure. I think, I mean, so th there's two very, uh, I mean, there's two equally important and quite different, I guess, discussions around this topic. The one is on the power of the words that we have. Um, the two, the second, I guess, and the same point is that it's very, very lazy. Uh, to turn around now, everybody, it's like that's the new word we have for Donald Trump, or so it's it's Nazi, or it's mm -hmm. racist, and so we throw around those words because we we don't have to think about them. They're the easiest response. But if we really care about what those words mean, like yeah. racism, you wouldn't bandy them mean. around. Exactly, you'd you'd reserve it for the people who really deserve it, and you'd make sure that when you use it, you use it with full volition. Yeah. Like it's something that you completely believe to be true and you can substantiate so that you aren't found in a position where when that person does something much worse than what you've already accused them of being a racist for, you have extra right. ammo left so exactly. that you can go to war with them. Um, I cut a guy off in traffic the other day. Okay, uh, I cut off this guy in traffic by accident, uh, and, and it was an accident. I wasn't really an accident. I was being a bit of an ass on my motorbike, mm -hmm. and so the traffic light. He starts shouting at me, so we start shouting at each other, and then he says, "You're a racist," and I thought, "No, no, no, I'm a bad motorcyclist." Okay, now as soon as as soon as we're all racist for these things, the, to your point, if everybody is a racist, then racist is not a as as nearly important a term as it should be. Yeah. 
But what I'd also like to say is that the problem is when we come in with – if you observe any debate with your opinion pre-made up mm-hmm. before you go in there, none of the deba- debate matters, and the debate should matter. If you want to – you need to turn around and say every time a, b- and a debate on any topic, even if it's one where I completely agree with one side – Okay, so I, I'm completely for gun control. But if there's a debate between two sides, hell, let's take religion. Right. I completely believe uh, in one way that I'm not religious at all. But when I watch a religious debate, I'm not sitting there saying, ah, the guy, the guy on my side is going to win. I'm sitting trying to see who's got smarter, newer stuff to bring to this conversation that I haven't considered before. How can my opinion evolve? You know, two people who I really, on this topic of religion, who I really like to listen to, and they're both apologists for you know, Christianity. Uh, Francis Collins, the scientist, a very smart guy. He's by no means an idiot. And C.S. Lewis, who wrote The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Both of them very eloquent, eloquent, erudite, uh, very, very smart arguers, very good debaters, able to convince you that there is another position that you may have needed to consider. And that is the point. You sometimes get the impression from people who are ignorant, that they've never heard an argument against their position. What they've never done is they've never listened to an argument against their position, and that's the key, right? They've heard it, but they've refused to listen. Everybody went into this debate deciding that Piers was bad because he was, you know, his profile picture is him with his arm around Donald Trump. Therefore, because I dislike Donald Trump, everything he says is stupid. Right. And, and they forget the fact that this is a guy who's fighting Donald Trump saying, no, we need background checks with guns. Mm-hmm. But, but we can't see beyond that. The guy, in fact, in this particular incident uh, around gun control is actually the rational guy. He, he's irrational. He's saying, don't take away everybody's guns, but let's just do the background checks. Let's make sure they right. the right things. I right. mean, who wouldn't, who wants uh, mentally ill people and, and terrorists being given whatever weapon they like at Walmart? Right. So, so it's completely absurd. Mm-hmm. But, um, but again, because we go in with one point of view, and I guess that's, that's the premise of today's discussion, is that we need to clean the slate. Before listening to any argument. In fact, I mean, to some degree, we need to clean the slate before having an argument. We need to be willing to go into any debate with, with a position of learning. And even if you don't walk away understanding necessarily or agreeing any more with the person's point of view, at least you have a better understanding of where it came from. Because Absolutely. it's generally not stupid. It's just different to yours. Donald Trump, for all his flaws, I mean, the guys, I mean, I, I sometimes, because I get so uh, far left people, they're so easy to tease. I, I sometimes wish Donald Trump was not such an idiot, just so I could throw him in their face. I mean, he's, he's, he seems like a bit of a nana to me. Yeah. But, or uh, like a <laughs> sociopath. But, but, uh, I, I do want to kind of listen. I do want to see what's going on. Hear, hear the point of view. Hear what's happening. Hear the rationality before I give complete judgment. And I think that the world should try to do that too. Yeah, let's just see what he can do. And, and, and what's going to happen? I mean, in that discussion, just a little bit further along the discussion, there's another guy who says, what if Donald Trump actually ends up being really good? What's gonna, are people's heads going to explode? Because they've so firmly entrenched themselves on one side of the argument without listening to the other side, that if he suddenly ends up being really good for America, let's imagine they, you know, they really just explode in terms of influence and power and money and, uh, in, you know, all the good things, all the positive things, uh, and and America becomes this paragon again of what is working and what 
makes sense and where the, the good ideas are. If that happens under Trump, what are they going to do then? No, no, then they'll verify that still. They'll vilify the progress and they'll say that there's a few getting rich, which it possibly is. And, and I don't think it'd be perfect. But the idea is, and this is the crucial problem, is that people have, are looking at Trump's presidency with the idea that whatever this man does, we should sabotage because he's the enemy. And when he does then try to do some good things, we'll sabotage them because he's the enemy. Yeah. Anything that comes out of his mouth is bad. Uh, therefore, that's, that's where we take our cues from. If he says this, then I now know what good is because the good is opposite of Trump. And, and that's a problem. That's not a political standpoint. That is a, I don't like you, therefore. I mean, it's, it's, it's that's wolf, playground it's wolf, politics. Willful ignorance. Yeah, it's absolute willful ignorance. That's, that's the, that's what today's conversation should have been caught. Pre-calculated willful ignorance. I'm choosing not to open my mind to any new thought because I dislike the source. And that's bullshit. And it needs to stop. Thank you, Rich. Thanks, Always dude. good to see you. Awesome. Terrific discussion, as usual. You can hear it all and all the other episodes of The Reality Check with Rich Mulholland. Just go onto cliffcentral.com and you'll find it on The Gareth Cliff Show as one of our regular features. Cliffcentral.com.